You're tuning into Conversations with the Family. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today, man. We're so excited about what uh, we're going to share with you. Uh, You know, God's just been doing some incredible things here at church, and uh, we have the privilege and opportunity just to be able to talk about some of those things. And so we're just going to jump into some conversations. Uh, There's really no... uh, uh, schedule about what we talk about. It's just whatever comes on our hearts. We just start talking about it. And uh, we just pray that whatever shared today would just bless you and encourage you and uh, cause you to want to uh, go after God with everything you've got. God bless you guys. Stay in that place where you're sensitive. And that's, that's the challenge sometimes because, you know, life can be tough and make you tough. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just where you're, you just, that's, that, that's the secret place. Yeah. That's the secret of the secret place. Yeah. Being able to be vulnerable. Well, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's like any relationship you have. It's a relationship with your wife, a relationship with me, a relationship with your brothers. You have to be intentional about it. You have to make time and be intentional. I think because God is unseen most of the time, we... Or all the time, we don't see him, but we feel him. But we, you know, he just other things take precedence. Yeah. Other things kind of uh, grab our attention, and we end up, you know, getting sidetracked. The one thing that like really always stuck out with me ever since I heard Bill Johnson say it <clears throat> was, and I'll, I'll forget about him saying this, but like I'll go through periods of times where I don't feel his presence. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'll be in church or I'll be wherever. And it's like, or especially in church, if you, like, if I'm not feeling his presence and everybody's going buck wild and crazy, it's like, I like what he, Bill Johnson said, he's like, whenever I don't have a heightened awareness of his presence, is he trying to teach me something in this moment? Is there a lesson in this moment for me? That's an interesting thought. Oh, yeah. yeah, there could be. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, there definitely could be. Yeah, especially like if you're like if I'm at home, and then like what I've really been trying to do lately is just be honest, mm-hmm. because like I mean he knows everything about me anyway, right. but I want to be honest with him out loud. You know what I mean? Because like. If there's something in me, like if I'm not loving people like I should, or if people get on my nerves or whatever it is, it's like, or if I don't feel the thankfulness or like I talked to you a couple weeks ago, like if I don't feel the thankfulness, if I'm not thankful or grateful, I want to tell him that. Like, why don't I feel thankful? Even though all these things have happened. And I'm still living. I'm, I have a house. You know, like I'm taken care of. Why is there not a feeling of thankfulness inside my heart? And that's what I've been like trying to just be like complete, like honest with him and vulnerable. Have you had that conversation with him? Mm-hmm. And what, what, what kind of responses have you gotten back? What have you heard? What are the whispers? What's coming back to you? I haven't heard like... The only thing that I could say that would be a whisper to me for that is probably him saying 
I miss the times where we sit together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would just go sit on my couch, put on music, and I'm not praying. I'm not seeking the face of God like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going after it. I'm not intercessing. You know, I'm just sitting there. Right. Just saying, like, I'm here with you. Right. Like, I'm taking this time aside to just hang out with him. And it's in those times where I've had some of the greatest experiences, better experiences than I've had it like in a corporate gathering. Right. Well, because you blocked everything else out, you made time to sit at his feet. Right. And that's the that's the goal. Well, the Bible talks about you know he's a rewarder of those who would diligently seek him. You know, so it's interesting that God, who you said a minute ago, knows everything about me, mm-hmm. knows everything. So he is omniscient, omnipresent. He's everywhere. He knows everything. But then he's also looking for people to seek him. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's looking for people to come after him. Yeah. And so, uh, which I always thought that was always, I always found that very interesting. He's a rewarder of those who would diligently seek him. Mm-hmm. And I think when you just take time out of your day to sit on the sofa and just say, God, I just want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. You know, even though you you said, well, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm going after him. Mm-hmm. You're 100%. You know, you're making yourself available to him. Yeah. You, when you get older and your kids get older and they start doing their own thing, and they will, you'll get older and your kids get older and they'll start doing their own thing. You don't see them as much. You'll cherish the times where they come looking for pop, come looking right. for you. I noticed that, uh, you know, my parents... Uh, you know they're they're a little bit older now. They're still very active, and I'm thankful for that. But it's they. But while I was gone all week at revival, they were like blowing my phone up, you know. <laughs> and then when I got back, you know, they just wanted me to come spend time with them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I also think there's something that when you spend that much time in His presence, that it brings even more so people that are around you want to be around you even more Mm -hmm. because they can feel him off of you. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we're always talking about us pursuing God. We never really think about God pursuing us. The whole thing of him sending Jesus to earth was him coming after us. Right. I mean, that's what he was doing. He was coming after us. He's in pursuit of us. Yeah. Yeah. Now we think we're doing him a favor by chasing after him. He's and I've been I'm chasing after you. Right. You know, so he's in pursuit of us. Yes, sir. And so, yeah, I mean, I think about, you know, uh, uh Sky, she uh she was out with some friends a couple nights ago and uh I don't know where oh uh, Tina and I were out and we came home and so I stopped in to see mom and dad at their house. Sky and her friends came home and we watched them come up the walkway, and they, she didn't, they didn't go to her house to hang out. They went up to my house looking for me, <laughs> looking for me and Tina. And so she went looking for her parents, and I was we were hanging out with our parents. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then they came down, and, this, and we said, well, what, what did you need? She said, I just wanted to be with you guys. Wow. So That's what it's about, though. That's what Damon talks about, is it's about the trans, they talked, you know, transgenerational yeah. thinking and... Yeah. Because like, and like you said Sunday, it was like, you don't ever want to see the young people live in Egypt. No. 
I heard I heard I heard him say that at revival, and it kind of stuck with me. He said that because we said yes to the world wilderness, we'll raise a generation that'll never know Egypt, they'll never know bondage, yeah. and you know, you know, the, we grew up in the system, we sure. grew up in church, we grew up in that. You know, you had to follow all the church protocol, and sure. you know, and, and and I'm not saying that it, that's a you know. A, that's not. I'm not saying that in a negative way or a put down kind of way. But at the end of the day, um, you know, there there wasn't a whole lot of freedom to to discover who he is, and for us to for us to be able to have the liberty and freedoms that we have that we're experiencing out here on a Sunday morning uh, or any time we gather, really, we we never really had that. Yeah, there was always there was always a program to follow. There was always a a schedule to keep. You know, mm-hmm. you punch all these things out, and then you're done. And you go home. And what time did we leave here this past Sunday? I mean, it was like two o'clock. We didn't leave here till two o'clock. We started church at ten, didn't leave till two. We went for four hours. Uh-huh. It didn't feel like four hours, but uh-huh. we went for four hours, and there was a lot of people hanging out. Yeah. What does that tell you? There's tells me people are hungry, man. People are looking for the real deal. They're looking for the real thing. They don't want just this. Now, there are some people that they want the hour and 10-minute church service, get me in, get me out. But what I saw this past Sunday is I saw some people that were hungry. Interestingly enough, a lot of them were very young. Yeah. You know, I thought that was very interesting. That and the, but, there was a, but there was a hunger there. Yeah. There was a desire to... Man, we just we love what's happening here. Even though maybe we didn't understand everything that was happening, they stayed. Yeah. They didn't want to leave. I mean, plenty of them could have left if they wanted to. Sure, but, they could, yeah. but they didn't. Why? It wasn't because we had a great program. No, right. It wasn't because we had Xboxes and donuts and coffee waiting in the cafe for everybody. No. Nope. What do we have? We had presence. Mm-hmm. We'll put Jesus in the middle of the in the middle of the sanctuary, and that's enough. Yeah. And if that's not enough, then you're not going to church. Yeah. You're going to a glorified social club. Yeah. <laughs> if Jesus in the middle of the sanctuary is enough. And it comes like like you were just saying, like growing up in it, your identity was like your function. Yeah, whatever your whatever title you had, whatever position you had in the church, mm-hmm. that's that was that was your identity. Mm-hmm. Minister, pastor, deacon, elder, you know, and yeah, that was and you were that. Yeah. And everybody recognized you whatever title you were, worship leader, yep. whatever, they that's how they recognize you by that title. But the cool thing is he doesn't recognize you by that title. No, he a, recognizes you as son right. or daughter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those things that those are those are talents and gifts that we have. They're gifts. They're gifts for the body. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's not how Yahweh sees us. We're beloved. Right. We're a son. We're a daughter. That's exactly who we are. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And that's that's. It feels like it just takes some pressure off. Yeah, it does. You know that I don't have to show up and 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 you know I've got to be Pastor Jason or you know no I just show up and be a. One of God's sons, you know, just come in and that's great. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, that's what they did. If you look in, like, the New Testament, 
they, they were just sons. Even though they had the title apostles, prophets, whatever it may be. Gifts. Gifts. Right? That's what and, he said. He said to some he gave, he gave gifts to the body, and to some he gave apostles, teachers, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Right. Right. Those were gifts to the body. Mm-hmm. They weren't. They weren't offices. No. We made them offices. We made them yep. titles, and we made them. You know, these were gifts given to equip the saints. To yeah, to equip the saints. Yeah. Not to slap it on us and put it on our name tag or put it on our desk and lord over people. Right. That's where we went a little sideways with all that. What is your experience with like? System <laughs> stuff. Uh, He's like, how, much, how much time do you have? I, say, like, <laughs> I, I stay quiet on purpose. Yeah, how, much, how much time do you have? Because I know I can talk. So, uh, yeah. Well, you probably came up in it well, more yeah. so than 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 I did. Yeah, I was I was because of the, the where you came up in heavily involved and a lot of different systems. And I think the interesting thing I was thinking about actually today, I've been involved in a lot of different systems. Mm-hmm. So um, whether it was uh, going to a Baptist school, seeing how the Southern Baptists operated, um, Church of God, um, mm-hmm. Kojic, uh, PW, um, non-denominationals, uh, full gospel, wow. just watching how all of them operated. I had a friend in, in each one of them. Um, some are still in, some aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but just just being, and I went to a couple of churches just to experience and just to see, talk with some leadership there and just to kind of hear mindsets and just watching how things were. Um, and so, so I had, at an early age, um, I think around 20 years old, we started a ministry that was kind of, uh, knocking down those barriers yeah. and it was called Liberation Fridays. And what we did was we took anyone from any denomination from wherever we said that all that scrap it out the door and just come worship God. That's awesome. Um, so they carried it on, uh, it was that prayer faith temple of the church that was just really open this passing and Pastor Willis who was allowed us to come do that. Mm. And there was a group of friends of mine who just kind of was tired of it at that point. But I was still involved in my home church yeah. at the time. But they knew what I, was, what I was doing. But, I mean, he offered support, but he just knew that it wasn't going to fly in that system. Yeah. He was like, you know, you're, gonna, you're not going to do that here. He was okay with it. He just knew the system and what she was in. Um, but, you know, was, that wasn't going to fly. Which was kind of sad because I think that my previous pastor, he did have a heart to do such. Mm-hmm. Um, but he grew up in it. He had no way out. And to me, to be honest with you, that was his way of life. Yeah. And his way of living, that's how he gets paid. <laughs> right. So, I mean, the, the boil down. So he's like, in my mind, I saw it as, I get it and I want that, but I'm not, I can't mess this up. It's kind of how I felt. But I felt like he would have gained more if he would have gave it up. That's what I see. Like, and so, but. is. Like you just like you just talked about giving up the title of pastor, yeah. you're still the shepherd. You're still the pastor sure. of the church, but the pressure's off for well, that. You know right. what I mean? Like that's a function, though. Like that's a function. It's not. A, it's a. He's pastoring. Right. Yeah. Like you know, he's. Yeah, but I don't. I, yeah, exactly. And you know. so I think what ends up happening to a lot of people. I remember when I first got into ministry. I did not get into ministry to have a title and a position or to to necessarily build a, a, a mega church or anything like that right. that was not I mean I got into it because I, I was just well number one the Lord led me into it mm-hmm. I did try to run from it for a while <laughs> <laughs> but but I, it was the it was the it was the I had these incredible experiences with God 
that just blew my mind. Yeah. I mean, just blew my mind. And I wanted other people to have that same type of experience. And so, but what ends up happening is you get into ministry with that kind of that thing that that's the man well, I just had an incredible time with God and does anybody know that this could happen y'all need to yeah. this just happened to my life and it just shifted and changed all this in my life and you want to tell everybody about it and so then when you get into ministry then you end up because you 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 you're I, I think it's the culture we live in the culture we live in you know Whatever you do, you want to be successful at it, mm-hmm. and so then you start. Uh, you start. Uh, well, I've got to be successful at this thing, and so mm-hmm. then you start doing whatever you can do, and and success is measured in the church by how many people show up on Sunday. Right. And for us, it was always about attendance. It really was never about money. It was never really about the offering. I know some some churches they measure by offering. Oh, right. I never really did. I always just said, how many people did we have? You know, how many people showed up at this meeting? How many people did we get to come? You know, and that was the, and the more people you got, you felt like it, it affirmed you as a, as a pastor and as a leader. And it made you feel like you, you know, you were, you were, you were, I'm, I'm building the kingdom of God. And really at the end of the day, no, you weren't, you were building the kingdom of Jason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, this doesn't look anything like the kingdom of Next time on Conversations with the Family. Like a huge crowd. Like when we were running before you had your encounter. We were running what six, seven hundred people. Oh, yeah. Two services and everything like that. Yeah, three services. Three services. And, uh, right before all that, we were. Uh, I was offered a piece of property with a church building on it to expand to another campus. Wow! It was. It was all I had to do was say yes. Thanks for tuning into conversations with the family. Catch more episodes on YouTube and podcast.